Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Jessica. Hey, Elsie. How are you? Oh, just delicious. <laughs> are you? Yeah, I've actually concocted like my new like coffee drink here because uh, I had to switch, you know, from the cold smoothies into something else. And I've like added all these things I'm testing. So I'm kind of liking it. Mm. I add all- I'm eating an orange that my daughter found at the grocery. Oh. It's so juicy and lovely. It's almost pink inside. Oh, my. It's from- and the sticker says Cara Cara. Okay. I've never heard of that before, but good that- God in heaven, they're delicious. My God, it's oh, delicious. Caracaras and like with a C or with a K? C-A-R-A, C-A-R-A. Caracara oranges, they're sun-kissed navel oranges grown in California's San Joaquin Valley. They uh, are ridiculous. And if you look at the, if you look up Caracara navel, they are, they look like mini grapefruits. They are the sweetest, most uh, ridiculous oranges. Vitamin C, baby. I mean, it's really the closest thing to sugar I can have. So mm. how can I turn it down? Oh yes, that sugar. <laughs> that sugar. Do you think you're I mean, going to go back to your? My sugar, but yeah. Are you going to go to your sugar habits? Not habits, but have you? Um, do, you do you feel like? Do you crave it, or is it like? I you... didn't crave it until my third trimester, and huh. now it's like literally all I think about. And in fact, we had a brunch last weekend. Um, because it was uh, we had a brunch last weekend. We had family over, and along with brunch came a giant pitcher of orange juice that my husband bought. Oh. His cousin was visiting from Richmond and, and, um, all night Elsie, like, I mean, and he had, we had cookies there and we had cheesecake there. We had all kinds of stuff I couldn't eat. But at the end of the night, we were cleaning up all night long. I kept thinking, well, maybe if I just pour like a, a splash of it in my water, maybe if I just like have a gulp, of it, I just have a gulp of the orange juice. And then when his cousin left, I was like, please take this with you. Oh God. Take it. With you. And Scott was like, well, what about the other people in the house that want to – I'm like, go get your own goddamn orange juice. <laughs> I, this is all I can think about. I can't stop thinking. And, I mean, I knew it was a problem. So, like, that orange juice was, like, a problem in my head. Yeah. Like, and if they want – if my husband and my daughter and my son want orange juice, they can just go right to the Wawa and buy a single serving. <laughs> or they can go without. Oh my gosh. Because I can resist some chocolate chip cookies, but just keep me away from juice. My God. That's so funny. You know what? I You're didn't right. Because problem. There's times when that does happen. It's like I, you know, there's times when I forget things. Like I don't, I, I don't really crave them. But if you have that in my house, forget yeah. about it. It's like I'm obsessive yeah. with it. And it's like, I just know. I just, I'd, I'd rather not have it in my house. If not, Pink I'll. lemonade. Oh. Uh, I could guzzle pink lemonade in 20 minutes, a whole gallon in 20 minutes if I had to. Wow. Sugary drink. I've got a problem with juices and lemonades and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah. So do I think I'll go back to the normal habits? The thing is, I don't know if I'll be able – I've been drinking – my own version of lemonade right now is stevia, water, and lemon juice. Yeah, I drink a lot of that. Can I go back to regular lemonade? I don't know. 
But orange juice, forget about it. Yes. Yeah, often. orange juice. Because is... I don't drink it all day. One, I have one to take medicine like in the morning and that's it. Uh-huh. I started to like, started to seep into my brain. So <laughs> will I go back to eating candy at night? Not if I don't, If I, I mean like my kids and my husband bought me all this candy for Mother's Day. It's in like my nighttime drawer. Mm-hmm. And um, if I can get rid of it, I probably won't eat it anymore. But if they keep buying it for me, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. I, you know, I actually found, I was really, there was a, a couple of years ago, I was super obsessed with like, um, baked goods. They were the only thing that kept me sane during winter season. Like I would just like pound baked goods. It was just because I didn't know how to deal. I, I still have a really hard time with winter times, you know? So there yeah. came a point when I got like oh, really normal, overwhelmed with being uh, stuck at home with the girls when they were younger and I didn't know how to pacify my feelings. So of course, shoving sugar and flour in your eggs in your mouth is like the best yeah. thing, right? And and so then I was obsessed with, with those sweet goods, but they really, really messed with me. Like they just messed with my chemistry. So I actually gave it up due to Kate Stillman's um, Yogi Detox that she did. I did her Yogi Detox. I prepared for it for like two months before I did it. And it really breaked me, breaked me, broke me from the, from the obsession. And you know what? I haven't gone back, dude. It's amazing. You know, that's act- very normal in the winter. It's what my friends and I have a friend, Aaron, that calls it slathering it on. That you, that you, when it starts to get cold, you feel the need to like fatten up a little bit. I think it's normal. Not with baked yeah. goods necessarily, but like for me, it's like stews. Yeah. I feel the need to make stews and soups. And the, I like have to have my crock pot out every day. No, no. And, and I think that's super, super healthy. And I completely yeah. agree. It so goes with the season and it's awesome. But there's something about the way that I was compulsively pacifying something inside of me that wasn't being fulfilled by food. You know, it's like that psychology thing. It's like, give me that yeah. darn chocolate chip muffin. And I would just, it was obsessive. So I had to stop it. And not being allowed to have it makes me, like I said, it's only been the last, I mean, I've only been in my last trimester for about a month. And it's only been like a couple weeks that I like, I'm just like, man, I want French fries. Because I haven't had all summer, no French fries, no watermelon, no cotton candy at fairs. I've been fine. I've been perfectly fine. But now all of a sudden I'm just like, I want to eat sweet potatoes with yams. No need. And it's not even anywhere in sight. But I just start thinking about all the carbs I want to eat. Yeah. Carbs are, yeah. yeah. I, I've actually, again, I've been really good at letting go of a lot of the carbs that I used to have. It's it's interesting, but it's taken me like almost two years. So, but anyway, so, but you know what? This actually takes us into our topic, which is really great because, you know, ah, there's a lot of best practices, right? There are best practices yeah. that we must rules. have. I think the rules, there are rules, the but there, I, yep. I would rather, I rather call them, maybe we can riff on this principles instead of rules because rules seem so rigid maybe we have best some practices yeah best practices and how we do it because we know like we were talking about food and you know you're going through a specific body change and i made some choices and you can apply that to your podcast as well totally. um there are best practices for podcasting as well it's kind of like removing the sugar from the podcast <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So what do you think are some of the things that you have heard out and about that are must practice, must things for podcasts? Can you just like talk about some of them, whether or not you think they're right? Let's just chat about what you think about them. So 
There's tons of best practices out there. And actually, I compiled some of this list by looking in other groups besides ours because I find that people get more obsessed about have to do and have and, and don't have to do in other groups. So I just want to pull up. Um, I was looking in a little bit of Podcasters Paradise, a little bit in Podcaster podcast community. If you guys aren't in those, you can just do a Facebook search and find them. Yeah, but you can't join the Podcast Paradise one without being in Podcast Paradise. But you can the podcast well, community true. in Facebook. But a lot so, of the people yeah. that listen are in, excuse me, are in Podcasters Paradise also. Um, sorry, I have a hiccups or somebody has the hiccups. One of us does. Um, so, okay. So things that I feel like you must, so there's lots of rules or what we perceive to be rules, rules about marketing, rules about scheduling, rules about how to treat guests, rules about who you have on, rules about who you keep off, rules about, um, how to set up. And I will say that I think a lot of the setup rules, you can't ignore them. So if you want, we can go over some of them and see what you think, Elsie. Yeah, why don't you, why don't you start is, and then I'll, I'll go in on and give, and give you my opinion. Yeah, this is my take on what you cannot ignore. Number one, decent audio. And when we got feedback that my audio wasn't as good as your audio, I was furious, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And it's not even like, and it's not because, like, even in my course, I'm just like, you can put a podcast together and have decent audio without having to spend a lot of money. I still believe that. If you have a decent headset, some people just need Apple headphones because they have a new computer and they're all good to go. But um, I don't want to have worse audio than my co-host. And I and I think audio is important. Now, you and I are on Skype. You We always seem to have a good connection. That is a total crapshoot. You and I always seem to have a good connection, but there are people in New York City I can never get a good connection with, and that's a that's a closer drive, frankly, for me. That's bizarre. Like I, yeah, that's it's very because people very are always hogging the bandwidth there because it's New York, right? So I think that's why they just have crappy service for everything in New York because there's too many flipping people there. But like, um, and there's people, you know what I mean? So there's people who like, and actually, um, I have a friend Amber McHugh who's an hour drive from me. Terrible. Skype connection every time. Can't see her, can barely hear her. It's very annoying. So you and I are just lucky that we happen to have that. But when you interview lots of people, you don't always have that. And when I have bad audio, it makes me upset. Right. So I think, I think you have to have good audio. That's number one. And I know you're, you're pretty passionate about that because you help people with all kinds of uh, complicated setups and what things they should buy. So I know you're pretty. Yeah. And you know what? I think you hit the nail on the head there a little bit there because first of all, it's like, it's a crapshoot. You know, sometimes it doesn't work out the way that you wish that you did it. And, you know, in order to have like, I, I can't say, I'll say good audio. I'll, I'll say good audio. Sometimes you do have to like do certain things like monitor yourself because I know that there's some people who, who are like, why should I put the thing in my ears? And, you know, I don't want to have that thing in my ears or whatever. It's, it's like you do have to monitor yourself so that you do hear what you sound like. And at first, maybe your voice sounds funny but you do that's like part of the job it's like you gotta monitor yourself and then you have to make sure that you adjust and and another thing is like when you when you're listening to yourself like you not judge but you you figure out like what sounds better what if i was like you know this close to the mic and what if i was like this close to the mic you have to hear 
where you need to place yourself with your own mic so that you can get the best sound possible. And those yeah. that happens just from from doing it. So it's but the reason that like good audio to me, I think is great. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yes, 100%. But you also have the opportunity to get behind the mic, try it, listen, redo, try it a different way, redo again. Like you're not going to get demerits if you do like two or three episodes with your audio being crappy or right. whatever, or messing right. things up. You just learn from it and you do it again. There's like... There's something that really kind of irritates me sometimes. You know how like you were talking about one of your episodes about um, the people announcing that they're leaving Facebook for, you yes. know, all that. Kind of, oh, I'm going to go and do my cave. And well, this is yeah. something that kind of irks me sometimes whenever somebody starts to do the thing and they go, well, okay, so this episode, our audio is a little bit crappy because of X, Y, and Z and blah, 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 blah. And they make, <laughs> you know, it, like they make... Uh, excuses for whatever. And I'm like, you don't have to say that. Sometimes you can just say, this was recorded live on this part. So the audio is a little different. You know, that's all really you have to say, or the call dropped in the middle of a conversation. So I had to do X, Y, and Z, or, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to excuse it to say like the quality of the audio, isn't it? Like you're used to. No, just explain and and it's fine it's it's no big deal you don't have to apologize for your work because i can't i can tell you this there's times whenever like like let's say we had an episode let's say we're talking like this and our audio is like this and then we add somebody else's audio or we have an interview or something and that uh, it, audio for the interview is a little bit different right maybe it's a little quieter and i couldn't put it up to the same level or whatever at first when you're a listener that is going to be super like oh wow the Oh, wow. It's, it's so much quieter this part. But then as you start to listen to the interview, you completely forget about it because you're listening. So audio only becomes apparent if you bring attention to it sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think the rule for audio is please do the best you can afford. Don't, you don't have to spend $600 for a setup. You don't necessarily need a pop filter. You don't need $300 headphones. Just try and do the best that you can afford. And when you can afford something better and you know it will sound better, try and make the upgrade. But here's the other thing too. Slow, slow, slow. Yes. So let me comment on that as well though. Okay. Because there's also, you know, you let's, okay. Because there's times when you can upgrade, right? And you can get like, you know, uh, a pretty expensive uh, microphone or digital recorder or whatever. But at the same time, you don't really know how to use it. So that your sound still sounds crappy. True. And, and this happens all the time. It's sort of like if you get an iPhone, an iPhone for me, for me, my iPhone, I could do almost anything in my iPhone to run my business. Like, honestly, I, I'm so optimizing that thing. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But then there's people who like don't even understand the capacity of, of using the thing. Like they don't even know how to search you know, like pull down on the screen and you can search on the top part or like these little tips and tricks or how to add a new keyboard to your keyboard or how to, you know, like there's so many different ways of, of optimizing that device to make it work for you. The apps to do, to do so much editing to, to, you know, it's just insane. But there's some people who don't really know how to do that. So look at what I did. I mean, the reason I had crappy audio is because here I am with a blue snowball and Bose headphones on, yet I don't set Skype to use the flipping mic. Right. Exactly. So that's Mm -hmm. why I sounded like, 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 
I can't like you were talking the on the microphone appropriate the- yeah <laughs> like you <laughs> that's why I sounded terrible right. is because I just didn't have my settings correctly so buying it all is is you're completely right it's only half the battle yep you have to know how to use it all too mm-hmm. and it's I mean, you yeah. can you can apply that to anything. Like somebody's like, totally. "What mat should I use for yoga?" You know, and they get like you know the ninety dollar mat. That's um, not going to help you. <laughs> That's not going to help you. Difference. Do the why practice. would any of it help you? Do your feet and hands need to cushion ever exactly. so slightly? Yeah. No, if I mean, they did I wasn't aware of that. No, no, no. I mean, it just depends on that. Well, that's a whole other conversation. But still, it's like yeah, if you really, get. But sure. really, in all honesty, if like if I say to somebody, "You need to buy this mat," and they practice at home in really cushy carpet, I'm going to tell them a different mat to use than the regular mats because when you put a mat on a carpet, it does different thing. It just does different stuff in your body. So. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So if you have a specific kind of house, you're going to get a specific kind of mic. So there's lots of things that can vary. But yes, yeah. you do your best. All I can say is you do your best. And every time you do your best, you try to do it better next time. That's it. Yeah. And you forgive yourself if you suck with your audio. Sorry if I'm fussing. I know I'm. That's okay. You can probably hear me fussing. I should mute it. But I actually I'm, uh, don't hear you fussing. I'm just sitting here minding my own bees and then like. My lower back will start to throb a little, and I can't tell if it's like because I'm pregnant and it's my lower back, or if it's because like I'm having like a little fake out contraction or something. But it's like so. Hmm. Uh, I'm just trying to stretch it out. Okay. Yes, delicious. Anyways, if you guys hear me fuss, that's why. All right. I'm just like lower back contraction. Yes, the next thing I think is a must is consistent episodes. I'm not saying you have to do them every day. I'm not saying you have to do them twice a week. I'm not even saying you have to do them once a week. You can do once a month, but Dagnabbit, it needs to be the same day, the same time, consistent every time. If you're going to do it once a month on the first, it should go up on the first. Commit. So it doesn't have to be all the time, but but whatever you're going to do, it has to be consistent because similar to television, which I always talk about because I'm a total dork, um, you can't just mix that stuff up. And anytime, actually, you'll notice if you have a show, even in between seasons that jumps from Thursday to Monday or Monday to Thursday, people are like, wait, what? My wait, huh? huh? You can't do that to people. You, the, the whole point of podcast and the definition of podcast is episodic content. Right. So you have to think of your content as episodic, and you have to be consistent, no matter how often it it airs. Mm-hmm. Completely you, I agree. I totally yeah. agree. And 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 you're right. I think the consistency builds an audience. Ex- and you you set those expectations. So you know how people always. And, and this is a question you get. How often should I publish? Should I publish this time? Should, what's what's my yeah, strategy? What's my thing? And you know what? It, just do it. Yes, exactly. Just do it yeah. and choose something. Because, like I said before, the reason. Well, I, I've mentioned this in the past. The reason that my other podcast, the feed for for Libsyn, is twice monthly is because that's what I knew that I could commit to delivering. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is optimization for maybe, you know, once a week. So you're, you guys are a business. That's totally reasonable. Right. And, and a it is a, a very... whole company to run. Exactly. <laughs> and plus, you know, we wanted to really make it content that people could consume and it was really relevant. And I feel that two weeks to gather 
incredible insight and podcasting news that come through. And we get a lot of feedback and questions from our audience too. And to be able to compile all that together and create a show where we give a lot of value really does take time. We, I mean, we could do it we could do it weekly if we push it, but it's like, it's, I think that it's a little too pushed. So it, it has worked out perfectly well, but that's what we do. We do it twice. You know, we do it twice a month and we built a steady audience that way. Um, and it's been now consistently gone for a year. Now for Elsie's yoga class, I started once a week and I did once a week very consistently for almost a year, which was really, really awesome. And then I completely dropped off the face of the earth after the next few years. And, you know, I started in 2006 and because of that initial push, my audience continues to grow. My audience continues to, even if though I haven't published during over a year now, which is kind of crazy, but I, there's still, it, cause you can, you know, you can still do my classes. They're not timely, if you will, you know? So I know I can, I think consistency is incredibly important, whatever that might be for you. Yeah. Just so. whatever. Right. Yeah. And, and it doesn't mean you can't change later. Right. Exactly. But it should mean that you can change later once you've established the fact that you have either the bandwidth or that you don't. Right. Do yep. you know what I'm saying? Yes. Cause because I have a I have a student in podcasting school for women when she very first started was like I'm going to do a show 3 times a week. And I was like, wow. Okay then. <laughs> that is very ambitious <laughs> considering you don't know what goes into doing a show yet. Right, right. So you may be able to batch interviews in that way, but you still have to upload them, make a blog post, do the show notes, do the marketing, put it out there, tell mm-hmm. your audience, have the guest maintenance because it's an interview show. I was like it is a huge workload, huge workload. Yep. And I think her show's been up two months and she has to, and now she has to pare it down. And I feel like, oh, if only she had listened to me. No, but I mean, I feel like, I feel like, I mean, cause I said all those things, I just, I can rattle it off just like that. These are all the things you need to do. You can't do that. It's so hard to do it even twice a week. I have a team. I don't do it by myself. Mm-hmm. I and, could never do it twice a week by myself. Right. And I think that that's something to really think about. You know, there's, we split doing this show, we split our stuff. So I do certain things. You imagine doing this on your own though. Oh my God. Well, if I had to do, here's the thing. And I mean, I don't know if you feel the same way, but if I had to do the show notes, Elsie Escobar caliber, <laughs> I could never do it. I don't know if you feel that way about the marketing. Cause I don't know if you, but I mean, similarly, I mean, because the marketing doesn't take me that long, although I don't know if the show notes take you. You have to listen to the whole thing, so I guess it does. But like, I usually do. Um, I have a little workflow of doing that. But you know what? I, what would what's harder for me is the whole email thing. Like adding an email to yeah, the thing that would to me, take you a while. it it makes yeah. me like because then it's an extra layer that I'm usually not used to. And I've got, I, I kind of now have it in my body, had what, what needs to happen for each episode. And you yeah, know, in all honesty, too. the she podcast stuff is so much easier to do than the feed stuff. So anything that's easy, anything same with, for this lady business, same thing. Yeah. So like the feed takes, like I have to work so hard for that just cause they, it has to be so clear. And then like the, mm-hmm. mar- cause I do everything for the feed, the marketing, the everything. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's challenging, but with she podcast, it's not as much, but still, if I had to do both, it would be the entire week. The whole week yeah. would be getting ready <laughs> yeah. for another episode. We do one a week, you guys, but sim- similarly, we have it down to a point like, okay, this is episode 23. Right. After 23 episodes, now I know that once Elsie gives me the show notes, I've got an hour of work to do mm-hmm. because, because from start to finish and sometimes longer, 
depending on whether or not our pretty links are working. Yes. Yeah, I can, like. you know, I have to write the email, schedule the email, make sure the links add, click to tweet, go to the, you know, write the Twitters, put it in base camp so that Elsie has access to the Twitters, schedule the Twitters for she podcast and my own personal ones, do the Facebook group one, do the Facebook page one. And then, and then, you know, whether Elsie's online or not, I always just ping her on Facebook. Email's done. Twitter's done. Mm-hmm. Facebook's done. This one's done. Just so she knows, you know, I don't care if she sees it. Right. So, but anytime she looks, I want her to know it's taken care of. And same with her, you know, she just sends me the notes in Facebook. Just like, here you go. Yeah. And then I send the links and I edit the stuff and I, and yeah. I make the artwork. And so like the, there's all of these different things that I think. Yeah, you the artwork. I mean, I made the template. Yeah. And then you fill it in. Yeah. And I fill yeah. all the stuff for the, yeah, I don't do it from scratch for goodness sake. Not no. every time. No, no. <laughs> but, but you know, it it's just time. like, it takes, yeah. you kind of start to figure out how long it takes. And so imagine like, and there's if, still more. Holy we cow. still do more. Yeah. What if we were doing this three times a week? I mean, I know that you and I could get together and record maybe even a daily podcast. We possibly could do that. We could record yeah. a daily podcast. We could not that put out is. a daily podcast at this moment without a team. No. But, you know, I still might, you know, I have a team that I pay for that I think has bandwidth and, I, and I'm going to just, and this is just, I, I'm just doing full transparency just because we're talking about rules and best practices like i only tweet right now i'm only scheduling and writing tweets for the day the show comes out but i have a team that helps me with lady business where after the show on wednesdays they go back in and grab all my tweets and put them in a queue to tweet out every you know i think i do like one every eight hours Mm -hmm. so i think what i'm going to do is have them do that for she podcast too because we're not so far in where they can't just grab the tweets from the first 20 shows and then just go Hey, you want to talk about audience? Listen here. Right. Hey, want to talk about this one? Listen here. And just have it go once every eight hours because that way we would be tweeting all the time and not just on Monday. Right now, I just really tweet on Mondays. Right. You know what I was going to tell you? And maybe we can discuss And by the this. way, if you want to follow us, She Podcast. Yeah, She Podcast. Twitter.com <laughs> slash She Podcast. So here's the thing, yeah, though, because yeah. I've been using Edgar for that. Um, and I've yeah, done it for the feed. Right. I wanna, yeah, So I maybe try. what I can do, Jess, because... I mean, is I can just grab those and stick them in Edgar because it's already set up. Like I don't. But see what? But see, Elsie. Yeah. What? Am I doing too much now? <laughs> what am I going to say? Yes, because I just said I'm paying a team that okay. has extra bandwidth. Okay. And yet you're moving. I know. You're about to move, and you're like, here, let me just do it all. <laughs> I you know. know. I, I'm not saying you do too much on a regular. If you feel like you can handle, it, it's fine. But I'm just saying I pay someone to help me, right? I and I mean, it. yeah, I can tell. And I do want. I actually do want to try Edgar. And I know you use Edgar. I mean, if the purpose of you doing it is so that you can have it in your Edgar, mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. Well, but see, if you, right? But if that's you want to give them access to your Edgar, they can do it for you, and you don't have to. You know oh. what I mean? It's one of our because the team I pay. I, I just to be more transparent is Tina Tina right. Pettis, who is in our group. Uh-huh. Who's, who does click, uh, the click, the click podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Click. Whatever. Yeah. Click. Yeah. Click Tina Pettis from click. And she's tenacious. Um, tenacious Tina, isn't it? Tenacious. Tenacious D is what I always want to say, but it's the tenacious edge is her website. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I pay her team to help me with social media stuff already. And so like, you know, I get it. When I'm going away on maternity, I might as well employ them to help with this show as well is what I'm saying. Okay, I see. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and you know, guys, there it's are tools like that. Even though for me, like yeah. for me, it's a really great investment for myself to yeah. invest. It's $50 a month for Edgar. And is it? 
and it's um but i really it has saved me yeah uh, it is it's 50 bucks because because social input which is what i use is uh 38 yeah i i just i love it because of the fact that it has the cue thing and it just keeps on spitting things out you don't like once you put it in there it's set it and forget it and so i have up to now for the feed and for lips and live which are two different podcasts i've got all of the episodes for lips and live in there and i've got uh, I think half of the episodes of the feed in there, which each of them have about between 10 and 15 tweets for each episode. And now it just goes out. Like I have just one tweet a day for all of, uh, of the old episodes for both of those episodes. So two tweets a day, one for lips and live and one for, um, the feed. And it's working like a dream to be able to That's market awesome. my old stuff in there. I still have to input a lot more stuff there. Um, but it's, it just makes me happy because now I don't have to re like, I don't have to think like, Oh, I have to promote this one or it's just going right. in there. You know, I had like, so that would be helpful. Yes. I'm super gonna look helpful. Up. So the website for Edgar, in case you guys are listening is meetedgar.com And I'm, and I've been searching for it. So I want to, I want to go there and just tell you, cause I don't remember the price being that high. Yeah, it was, but, um, yeah, it was 50 for me. And I just decided I had two months free and I got totally addicted. And I, and for me as an independent, so like, worth it. I mean, working with Lipson, but also being an independent contractor and working with clients, it's super easy for me to add them in there now and to yeah. be able to add tweets and scheduling and social media or marketing for other people as well. And yeah. also Edgar just added Facebook group integration as well. So, I know they just sent me an email. That's why I want to kind of mess with them because that's the one reason why I was staying away is because they didn't do... Facebook and I was like, that's the one thing I need. I really need it to have to post to Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. If it's not going to do that, then it's not worth my money and cancel my account. Um, so now that I'm in, let's see. Uh, warning: Your account's been canceled. <laughs> Contact support if you want to reactivate. Well, I already knew that, but um, now I can't find the prices. But anyway, so if you go to meetedgar.com, take a look, see if it's right for you. If you need an invitation, I could probably, one of us could probably give you one. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love, I personally love the service myself, but yeah, um, but it, I, but it is a huge, I mean, it's a big investment. So it's not like there's plenty of free things out there that you can do to do this. It's just that for me, the bandwidth that I do in terms of prom- promotion is like, oh my God, it's like, it's the most, it's one of the things that takes the most time. For people. But let's think about it. I mean, it's a big investment because it's fifty dollars a month. But I don't want to tell you what I'm paying Tanisha's Edge. Right. All right. Well, it's no. a lot more than fifty bucks. Right. Because it's another person helping me and doing it. Whereas you schedule it once and it goes right into the queue and the end. Yes, exactly. So let so me just be a little be worth bit. Worth it if you're not, if you don't want to pay a VA or someone. Totally. To help. Totally. So this is the way that stuff do. works. Just to clarify exactly why I find Edgar so helpful because there's. You know, there are other things like social oomph and buffer and Hootsuite and all that stuff that does the same thing. You you add all the tweets in there and then you can schedule them to go out whenever they go out. Right, but, but the issue that serious. happens with those is that those tweets go out, right? But they're not like recycled, like they're not in a, in right. a library. So with Ed- exactly. Edgar, you just add them and then you just set up a time of when you would like them to go out. And then Edgar is smart enough to be able to put the content out continually until you stop it. So it's not like, but it, it's also, it sounds like you're going to be spamming everybody, but you don't. You actually can do things. Like I said, I have one tweet 
of a past episode a day. One tweet. That is not spamming. And I have it like set up like at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. so that people from like other parts of the world can see that tweet go out. I also have one tweet scheduled for Lips and Live that goes out every day, like super early in the morning. And I can add more if I want so that I can make it like bigger. But I feel that that's enough. And it's populating now. I have like content for like a year to go out almost. Mm -hmm. So, and then I, it's in there and I don't have to fix it. And if I want to fix it, I can go in there. That's how I'm scheduling the She Podcast stuff as well for the Facebook page. Really easy. There is an Edgar extension for Chrome. So if I come upon a podcasting article that I really dig and I think the community at the She Podcast Facebook page needs to look at, all I have to do is click on my little thingy, that little Edgar thing comes up and there's an option also to schedule once. So if that content, we don't want that content to be recycled, then it just goes out to the Facebook page that one time and there it is. It's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's super easy for me to do it. So anyway, that's enough. What were we talking about? That's like we were talking about musts, thing, things you can't ignore to do. Yeah, and so what was that? Consistent okay. episodes. That was the thing that we were consistent talking about. Consistent episodes, but yeah, I was talking about being consistent. But then I was talking about um, what it takes to be. Con- you know how we got on that because I was telling you about my student who had to go oh, down right. from three to one. Okay, I got it. She, yeah. can't, she can't handle the workload. That's right. Okay, and live her life. That's <laughs> yeah. hard. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, Okay, so the next thing on the list of musts is prepping before talking. And I, you know what? I always say I don't prep, but that's not exactly true. And I'll tell you why. Because, well, first of all, for I mean, I can tell you for both shows. So, like, for Lady Business Radio, I have a pretty extensive, which is actually not a best practice, but I have a pretty extensive um, booking form. They need to tell me not just their Skype and their bio and their headshot. They, I want to know their best time management. I want to know what their superpowers are as an entrepreneur. I want to know if they've ever made any business mistakes. And that's because if I've never spoken to them before, I want something to say in case they have nothing to say. <laughs> so, like, you know, in case they're like a dud interview, I need to be able to look at the form. Look, those are considered my pre notes on some level. So I can go in there and go, so, you know, so you mentioned that you're super good at like Google Plus. Tell me about how you got into it and why is that your time management tip, you know, that kind of thing. Because if they have nothing else to say, I need something. So that's my way of doing one of my ways of prepping. Another way of prepping is to sort of like I go on their website and I kind of poke around and I either make a mental note or I make little bullets of stuff that I want to ask them about. For example, like if I see they have cursing on their website, I'll probably end up asking them, like, have they ever gotten any backlash from their parents or other people when they decided to do that? If I see that they help people with, you know, authenticity, I may challenge them because everyone knows how much I hate that flipping word, authenticity and being authentic. Um, you know, how do you teach people to be that kind of thing? So I do prep. I just don't make large, I don't have like a huge questionnaire that I'm going to ask them during the interview. So I prep, but I don't prep. Everyone preps differently, but you have to do some. Yes. And so for, and so Elsie actually makes a Google doc that we share and it's bullets. Yeah. Probably that's because, you know, we're not, we don't need to questionnaire each other, but we do need to know some idea of where the conversation is going so that if we happen to do go off on something like Edgar, I, you know, we already know how much more we have left to talk about and how much time we spent on Edgar. <laughs> right. No, and it's, and it's, so. yeah, it's true. And then we can see just ideas. And sometimes it's a little bit more ironed out. Like sometimes I do have very specific things I want to cover. And sometimes it's really like the topic is 
best practices. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. I mean, it really is about that. And for the feed, we do have extensive notes for the feed. I mean, I um, we, we share the notes for the pre-episode. Generally speaking, like we... Um, this is the way that we prep for that. We have immediately after we finish a show, I create a new doc for the next episode, which is in two weeks. I share that with Rob and then we have that running. And generally he emails me, like, let's say he has a question or something. He's like, this is for the next episode. He emails that to me. I copy and paste that email into the notes and we have a, a running note in there. Then around Tuesday, I emailed Robin again and I said, "Is here are our show notes again. Check them out. See what you want to add to it. Then he adds whatever. And then in the morning on Thursday, um, he goes in and he actually gives his, he writes down his responses inside of there because he's, mm-hmm. he's more about following a script as opposed mm-hmm. to that's anything else. Right. So that's how we do it. But that's like the way that we prepare together. Mm-hmm. Even if your prep is just open their website, open their blog, open their Facebook page, open their Twitter, I do that too. If I haven't really had time to do as much prep as I'd like, sometimes right as I'm saying hello to the person before I start recording, I just open all their crap. And that way, as they're telling their story about where they went to college or whatever, I can start perusing their blog to find stuff to ask them about. But at least I've done something. You got to do something. So I think that's not, you can't ignore the prep. Um, and the last one I have else is, um, is branding. And this is like a hairy thing, I think, um, because, but there's a reason I think it's important to have good branding. It's because when I started Lady Business Radio, I didn't have it. And so, um, I never gotten what's hot and I never gotten new and I don't even, I must've had new and noteworthy, but I don't think I ever gotten what's hot because my podcast art was literally like white with my logo on it. That's it. And so now that I've like gone, I've revisited it and I've looked at other people's art and I've kind of like redone mine and stuff. Like I think it makes a big difference. And one of the reasons I think it makes a big difference to be totally, I noticed, I always say to be totally transparent as if I'm lying to everyone, but like, (laughs) but like there are shows I know have more downloads than me, but I'm always higher ranked. And I don't think it's because of reviews. I think it's because they like my art better. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. So that's why I think that branding is really important. So like I, I find it vital. Don't pay for your art with 99 designs. Don't buy it on Fiverr. Don't get a friend to do it for you. It needs to be good. Really, really good. It needs to be attractive. It needs to be colorful. It doesn't necessarily have to have your face on it, which I learned at Podcast Movement. But it needs to be good. Yeah, and I agree. And I think the problem, and I think we should have an episode on this at some point. Now, I don't want to get into it right now, but no, I think right. one of the hardest things to to do, at least for me, from my perspective, is as a newbie, because I mean, you're in the business, you're in business, so you've had things designed in the past. In fact, you're a designer, and so mm-hmm. you know what that is about. But there's a lot of us who don't have an idea about that, and it's like that was that's we see that question all the time on cheap podcasts, like. 
how do I, where do I go for my podcast artwork? Like what's inexpensive? What's, you know, what's the general price range? Like, there's a lot of questions that you have as a newbie, especially if you don't have anything in terms of business true. to get it. And so if you hear something like what you just said, which I think is important to say, but you're it's a newbie. Scary. Yeah, it's scary. It's like, how do I get it done professionally? And I don't know how to go about it. And I was just going to do it on Canva, you know? And it's like, at first... Maybe you can start to check things out, have ideas, do something in Canva so that you can have an idea of what you would like to see it. They do just, they just added podcast templates. Yeah, they do. So they have 1400 by 1400 podcast templates, which is great. And I think that's a great first step. And actually they're pretty good. If you don't want to, if you do, you know, if you do want to have good branding, I think one of the first things you have to do, number one is just do it. Number two Start saving. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> it shouldn't cost more than a couple. I mean, come on. It should be like two, three hundred bucks. I yeah, guess. I mean, I guess it sounds like a lot. That's I a know. lot though. I mean, for, I mean, I'm saying that's a lot for somebody who's just starting and they, they don't have the funds for that. Like that, that's something that, you know, they've spent $300, let's say on an, on a, on a microphone and now they have to do that for artwork. And so it just becomes, so I'm saying start saving. And then the third thing is start looking around for design elements that you love so that you don't go up for, go to a designer at some point and go like, okay, it's time for you to design my stuff. And then it's like, I mean, I didn't say it was going to be easy to, nobody promised you it was going to be $5 to set up your podcast either. But those, that, that is out there. That is out there in, in certain places. But I think that the thing is, a lot of people don't really give you the lowdown as to what it really takes to get all this stuff done. And that's one of the hardest things to, to really think about because you think like you'll get a podcast together. Oh, I can get my content out. And then there's all these tiny little details that nobody tells you about, right? Because even yeah. when you buy like, let's say... I just bought the H2N. You know, I love that device. But, but because I know the the way the H2 worked and what I wanted to know. It's a microphone for those of you who don't know. It's a microphone slash digital recorder. So it's like two things in one. And it's mainly a digital recorder that works as a mic as well. But I also knew that there were a couple things that I wanted. One of them was a little tripod. And another one was a little, like the little foamy thing you jigger to make the popping peas not be so poppy peepee. And so um, <laughs> I, that doesn't, that no longer comes when you buy the device. So I knew immediately to buy the accessory pack that came with it just as a whole. Whereas if somebody else might just buy that, they'll get it. And then they'll be like, oh, how do I use this as a mic? Oh, I need a tripod. Oh, I don't have a mic. You know what I mean? That's like starts to add money to to that. I need a pot filter for it. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I need a cable to stick it here. Oh, that didn't come with it. There's a lot of things that aren't coming inside with it. Like even just a, an, uh, an SD card yeah. investment and an SD card that you didn't know you needed to have for that as well. So there are little things like that, that I think that a lot of people don't realize that they are going to have to invest in. And if you are totally bootstrapping, you don't need all of it, but you should definitely start to plan to at least start to save some money to up level something whether it's like the audio or whether it is the branding on the outside, you know, it took me a while to, to upgrade my branding. I think I had my initial podcast had the crappiest artwork ever designed by me. Um, mm-hmm. I when I first too. launched, it was, it was awful. And I don't even remember how I created it. I mean, it was like, I had no idea about now I know a little bit more about design 
and graphic design, not to say that I'm a designer by any means, but I know how to edit things. But back then, holy cow, it was awful. I mean, God awful. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyway, but yes. So, so there, so there's your awesome branding. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there are people out there who are like, oh, it's not that important. And I mean, I'm, I'm speaking from, I'm speaking from experience only because it started to grow when I got, when it, mine got better. That's all. I just seem to have gotten, <clears throat> it seemed to have grown because I got more, um, exposure on iTunes. And you know, what's really interesting too, in terms of branding, something that hasn't been kind of talked about here. Yeah. Yes. You do get more exposure in terms of iTunes, but sometimes when it's something cute and memorable, like the Keith and the girl branding, they have like these little stick figures of holding hands or just standing next to each other. And they were very memorable. I mean, it's not like totally sleek and whatever, but it was very much like Keith and the girl and the colors that they had. And those, it w- what was really cool about that is that they could make stickers out of it. And at back in the day when they started, because they were some of the old school podcasters, and that was so cool, like in the early, like 2006, 2007, you as a listener really stepped into people's branding a lot. So you bought the t-shirts that, that was, that it was so cool to wear people's t-shirts. It was so cool for you to look at somebody's artwork and know, oh, that's Keith and the girl, right? You know, oh, you know that it was, you want to be part of of that branding just by looking at the stuff which which now I don't see as much like there are bigger brands like you know entrepreneur and fire and whatnot but generally speaking you don't see just the artwork being the thing that's being that you want to be a part of uh, yeah. so I think that it, it does come apart that's why I personally really like just the she podcasts logo because it's not it's very, everybody can wear it as opposed to it's only for us, you know? Yeah. So I just think that you, you should think about that as well. Something that somebody else might like it. That's one of the reasons why Libsyn also chose the hashtag podcast or t-shirts to pass out at conferences because, and then we have a really small Libsyn.com right at the bottom because everybody's a hashtag podcaster. If you want to, right, you wear that and you're like, oh, cool. It's for everything. It's not mm-hmm. like one specific brand. You can really see something small. We chose to do the branding for the feed to be very general. In fact, the title of the feed is not even on the artwork, Jess. Can you believe that? No. You I know what it that. says? It's so weird. On the feed, the artwork it says said says podcasting tips for everybody. Oh. How That's what that? it says on the on the cool. cover. It doesn't have a title. It doesn't even have the title of our show. So it just want, we wanted it to be more, much more generalized. And then once you do step into the feed, it's a little bit more branded, but that was a deliberate choice. You know, I just got curious. So I opened iTunes and went to new and noteworthy and just to see like for business, for example, the top 50 and like the, I would say that the top, um, 20, ones have really good art, but it does start to taper off in small ways. So like, for example, um, Kate's take, like Kate Erickson, I don't know if she listens or not, but like there's a part of her art that's a little hard to read. It says entrepreneur on fire audio blog. 
Um, it's really tiny, teeny, tiny, small. I wonder if that's what's, or I mean, it could just be the algorithm and I could just be blowing complete smoke out of my butt. But like, um, same with Shailene Johnson. Like she was really popular for a long time, but like her, her art is a little more plain than like some of the people who are at the top. But I, again, I could just be, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It depends. I think that it depends on the, that's when the content starts to really play into, into it, you know, because I look at what's hot. Yeah, yeah. No, you're probably right. And then when the con, because there's, there are people who have kind of, like, there is a podcast. I forgot what it's called. Holy cow. But anyway, it's a podcast about podcasting. It's not one of the, the main guys that we have as of right now. And their podcast artwork is kind of ugly or, <laughs> or very unique, I would say. And, um, <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, it's what's really cool about it is the fact that they have a lot of listeners and they have a lot of really good content. So whenever they do release an episode, they immediately go to number one, like right away, but they're, but their artwork does not look like Good. what you would imagine to, to be so highly ranked. Mm-hmm. Um, so it depends. Their content is good, though. It probably is content because actually when I'm looking at what's hot, like mine bounces all over the place. And it, it is mostly based on whether or not I just put out a show also. Because there's a lot of good art in here. But I'm just, uh, whatever. I think it's important. Yeah. So do you um, have... I know that we're almost done with that list. Yeah. Are we? Yeah. No, that part's done. I have host. But Oh, um, host. Yeah. What is the host? About? Oh, host. As in like where you host your media. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do think you need a podcast host. Yes. Thank yeah. You. And that's a confusing, that's a confusing question for a lot I of know. people because they're like, what the heck is a host? That's a whole, you know what? We need to do a conversation about that because- yeah, there's a lot of people who I, I just saw a question, and this is going to date our episode because this is actually airing November 3rd, but we're recording way earlier about somebody who wants to uh, host their stuff or quite not wanting to host it, but a question about why not hosting uh, host their podcast on Wistia instead of um, anywhere else, you know, that you would want. And it really is a difference though in terms of the way that your media is delivered. So it's not like a pot, like a website where you just it's more images. This is delivery of media. So you're transferring media content. You're transferring uh, a lot of memory, baby, bandwidth for people to download. So one of the things that you are paying for is the speed of download. Um, and certain podcast hosts like Libsyn or Blueberry, um, and there's a lot of BuzzFeed, Buzz something. Oh, gosh, I forgot. But um, they we are optimized to be able to deliver your content optimally and fast, which is super, super important. Um, in addition to you not being um, charged for all of that bandwidth that you're delivering. I do know, and I see this all the time, websites being closed down without like even a letter because they're hosting their media there and their podcast is getting more popular. Mm-hmm. So, Yep. The host is really important. Having a host, using a host, not having it as part of your blog, it's really important. For sure, I think. Um, so that's why I listed it there because, I mean, whether you use Lipson or SoundCloud or Blueberry or whatever, it doesn't matter. But it can't be part of your blog. And I don't think it should be feed burner because I don't think they give, do a good job of giving you statistics. Well, feed burner, feed burner is not a. Feed burner is not a, a host. They're just a feed no. 
That's true. It's harder to, to even describe what they do. They do just kind of like yeah. provide a feed for you, but they don't host your content. Is no. All. So I think it's important to have the a host that will have your MP3 files forever. And then I think it's important to actually have to have um, external hard drive too. And I like WP MyCloud. But um, that's a must. Anyway, I was just trying to think of musts and ho- a host is definitely one of those musts. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Now, as far as like the stuff that you could maybe ignore, mixers, I don't think you necessarily need a mixer. No, I, mean, I don't think Peggy so. Peggy Free just bought a mixer. And so if she wants to comment, um, I invite you, Peggy, and anybody else who's listening um, to talk about why you got a mixer and if it's helped you at all. Peggy was having a hard time, I think, because she was just getting fussed frustrated about how her audio was so different than the people she was interviewing. It was pissing her off. So like she wanted to mix her so she could even things out and clear it out and stuff like that. I guess doing it in garage wasn't enough. And sometimes it's not. That's yeah. okay. And I, I, I think that if I had a studio, like if I had my own office and all that kind of stuff, I'm more likely than not would add a mixer to the mix. And in fact, I've said this many times. I have bought a mixer. I actually own a mixer. And, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I made my research and everything. It's very cute and compact and I can move it from place to place. And it's just the fact that I don't have the luxury of an office as, as of now. And if I want to set it up in an office or let's say some some there's a child that wants to use that, I... I don't have the option of removing things and taking them somewhere else. So for me, Mm. my lifestyle dictates moving around a lot. And that is more important to me than a mixer because I can't be on the go. And like if I want to record with you, I could be anywhere. And I just get my, you know, my USB mic or even my H2N now, which is the best portable thing to get the best sound anywhere. And I just stick it on the side and I know that there's a... There's a way to lose that content. There are certain things that we cannot optimize in terms of our sound. Absolutely, I understand. But for us now, this is what works. So um, at some point, and if you know how to deal with mixers and know where to stick things and do it. And the other thing with mixers that I feel isn't really addressed is that there's more points of failure. So let's say you're recording and you start to hear a buzzing sound or a clicking mm-hmm. sound mm-hmm. or something like that. Then, the, like for me, if I started to see that, I'd go like, there's one thing that's stuck into the USB <laughs> of the microphone of my computer right now. Mm-hmm. So I know that there's one cord that, you know, maybe that connection's funky. Maybe that thing is kind of broken and that's where our problems are. But when you have a mixer, you need to know which one of those cords is the one that's creating that sound. How are you, is it the connection that's on the wall? Because sometimes the buzzing comes from the connection on the wall. So there's some buzzing that happens to, to where you're, you're not grounded enough. Um, so there are other questions that you need to ask. There's a lot more education that you need to have. So you just add a lot of level of complexity to it. Uh, that you perhaps didn't know before, but this happens at any time. You know, like if you're up-leveling something, there's a point. You know, if you're thinking about newsletters, most people generally start with something like MailChimp or AWeber, and that serves you fine. But there's going to come a point, perhaps if you're doing crazy like online stuff and you want to start testing things, you'll move into Infusionsoft or something along those lines or Entreport, which are you know, the capacity of those systems is so much more powerful, but there's also a lot more complexity. Wouldn't you say? 
Yes. <laughs> just, Absolutely. Yeah. So, it's you know, in anything that you do. So to yeah. me, a mixer is kind of like moving to infusion soft. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I see it. And All right, you, I'll give you that. I'll you know, give you that. If you're not ready for infusion soft, then it's going to be more problems. But, but if you, you, you've heard my solo show. Do I need it? For you, I might need it for the interviews. You might, I, well, I'm. You know what? I would have to. It depends. I think that first you need to optimize what you have. See, that's what people don't understand. It's like you don't. The mixer's <laughs> not going to make things anything better, other yeah. than the basics like levels. You know, right? Mic technique and initial recording levels. If you can start just optimizing that, then you'll start to figure out if you need a mixer. I think a mixer comes into play if, let's say. Um, your guests are continually sounding like they're just like this and you can't hear them. <laughs> and yeah. so that's when you go like, I have to raise their level up or I have to bring their level down so that in the end process, when you get the last recording, you have less editing to do. Does that make sense? Totally. So totally. then like your levels will be set. So for us, let's say instead of me doing, you know how I said that at the end of the episode, then I do levels, like I take it into a different editing software and I try to level out our audio and all this kind of stuff. Like that would take that step away. If I had a mixer, it would take that step away altogether because then the recording would be perf- the way that I want it to sound. Mm-hmm. So Makes sense. What do you think about my next one, which is... Um you may or may not need a microphone. You probably don't agree with that. Well, it depends. It depends on what you want. You know, if you want, like there's somebody who I just, actually she's a member of our community, Hearts and Laser Beams, I think. Um, Yeah. Let me see. Um, She, and this is really, really great. And I really appreciated her, her transparency and her, uh, because I just featured her on, as a rock and lips and podcast over on the blog. Mm -hmm. And this is what she had to say. So you can, so I always ask, you know, what's your podcasting setup, hardware, software, CMS, et cetera. She says, I'm all about the quick and dirty here. My whole goal with podcasting is not to spend hours editing. Get in, get out, have a good time doing it, and get back to work. Mm-hmm. I use my iPhone microphone, gasp, and my webcam software to record the audio, double gasp. The sound mm-hmm. quality isn't uh, the top of the pops, but it gets the job done in the shoot Remember from the show? hip quite style, uh, quick style I'm going for. It is called um, Hearts and Laser Beams. Okay. And um, she says, I also record my own intro music for the episode. I record the whole thing in one take and push that baby live. So what I really dig about her is I that... I listen to it. <clears throat> that right now? Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you'll be able to hear oh, it. Oh, yeah, you'll, you'll hear it on your ears. So I'm going to just keep talking while you're yeah. listening to that. But she says... The reason that I really like that is because of the fact that she did her show to help her business along, but she did it in a completely different way. She says, hearts and laser beams is whatever I want to talk about whenever I want to talk about it. I've got funny episodes about weird dreams I've had, serious ones about running a small business and great, a great one when I interviewed my three-year-old son, Phil, about a monster truck show he went to recently, but really her her business is as a designer. She um, designs um, illustrations and websites, I believe. And so uh, she's really doing this so that people get to know her as a person, mm-hmm. not necessarily to do like, I am an expert in my field. And she feels that this is really working out for her. You know, she has other social media presences that are a little bit more business-like, but her podcast is really just about putting it out. So, yeah. I mean, from what I just heard, um, at the very least, she she could probably use headphones, I think. 
because it was a little hard to listen to. I didn't actually listen. I haven't listened to her show, but I really yeah, like the fact that. Um, but I mean, I, I. But the attitude is right alongside of mine. Mm-hmm. I just think there. You know, I can hear like some background noise, and it kind of sounds like a fan. It's just hard. It's a little bit hard to to uh, the audio could be with small changes and no money. It could be a little better, I think. Right, exactly. But a I carpeted do like, room, something a, like yeah, that. You know I mean? maybe like a different place, and you never know which one it is. But her website is very cute, and you know, it's it's heartsandlaserbeams.com. Design and illustration. Um, she's got this, you know, lots of really beautiful little. Um, things going on in there. Mind you, she's not like selling podcasting. She's selling design and illustrations. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so, you know, if you dig that stuff, then that's, that's what it mm-hmm. is. Yeah, exactly. So, um, um, show notes, show so, notes. Yeah. So I yes. do think you, I, I don't think you can ignore the show notes. That part should have probably gone into the, the must. I think you should have some show notes. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need to do um, a second by second commentary. Mm-hmm. I think you, that's a choice. I think um, what whatever show notes you do is a choice. I just, but I know that like Elsie, you do show notes like minute to minute kind of where you're like at minute three we talk about this at minute seven, we talk about this and it's actually really considerate of the listener. If they want to skip around, they'll know where to go to. So I appreciate that you do it. Actually, I I don't don't think it's, I don't put time codes. No, I did. No, I did at some point put time codes on, but now I just put bullet points of when we're going through. So people can kind of guess. Mind you, it does take a long time. I don't still think you have to do it. Yeah. It takes a long time. I don't think it's necessary. Um, and I, I think it's important to have at least like a paragraph mm-hmm. and then if you have a guest, a link to their website, you don't have to promote the living bejesus out of them, but you know, just a paragraph and then, um, some information about your guests. But some people go crazy about their show notes. They have like the, the bio. Like, I don't do that. I only use the bio for, um, the introduction purposes. I don't put their whole bio as show notes. And some people will say, well, the show notes is Googleable and it helps with your, um, SEO. And in some ways that's true. And in some ways it's not, I'm just saying your show notes can, that's like a, you can decide about the show notes. You don't have to have the show notes be a certain way. And that's what we're talking about. Like mm-hmm. which things can you possibly ignore? Yep. And, and, and again, it just starts to go with like, you know, what are the things that you, you always have to put yourself into how you consume content. Cause I think that's how you start to make your decisions. If you are the type of person that loves to read the transcript of something more likely than not, you'll lean towards creating a transcript of your episode because of the fact that y- you really like it. And if you, you know, you'll push for that. If you're mm-hmm. the type of person who doesn't care about show notes and never goes to people's websites, more likely than not, you'll be like, eh, I can just do a paragraph, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it just depends. And it depends again on the bandwidth that you have. I have seen for myself, what I like are the links that people mention, uh, especially with some of my favorite shows. Like I have um, Mac power users is a show that I really, really love where um, Katie Floyd uh, and David Sparks get together and they talk about 
some sort of like Mac related something or other in depth in an episode. So they go really deep, like into presentations, let's say for the Mac, and then they'll go into all the different software that you can use for presentations, like blogs that really talk about presentations, apps for your iPhone or an iPad that go, you know, everything that has to do with it. So then there's a list of stuff and usually I go like, oh my God, that's, that app looks, that's super cool. I want to see that. And I want to see it there. And a lot of the times what happens is later, let's say next week, I'll be creating a presentation for something and I go, oh my God, I have to go reference that episode back again and see, look at the the show notes because at that moment I didn't you know, care about it. So I really like that because I can see the click through stuff, services. I found so many services and I also buy things off of people. So let's say with the hover, again, I talked about hover before in the, in our, in our advertising episode, but usually if I want to get, you know, a new coupon code for something, like let's say I want to buy something from like one of your sponsors, uh, Jess, then I'll remember, you know, that you had something for MailChimp Academy and mm-hmm. I'll just go back to your show and I want to make sure that I see it in your show notes. Mm-hmm. So then I'll go in there because those are your sponsors. Hopefully they're in your, I don't know if you have a link to them in their show notes. But it's like the sidebar. Yeah. So then I would just go into, well, what I would like to do is just to go in there and see that there's a link there and then I'll click through. So those are things that I like. Uh, It's not necessary though for you to have in-depth show notes. A lot of people just have a sentence or two. Yeah. Um, And there's some, oh, I just read somebody like they had like, oh my God, they had four paragraphs. Then they had the post and then underneath that, they had the entire transcription of the episode below the show. So the, the post itself was like a book. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be costing them a fortune to transcribe it. Too. Holy cow. Every single show. So I don't think transcriptions are necessary, but I know some people like them. I have transcribed um, probably like 20. Some of the ones that were more popular or that I thought were really good or that I thought would have good quotes. Mm-hmm. I have, I've transcribed a couple, a bunch, but certainly not all of them. Yeah. I don't think that's necessary. And then I also don't think it's necessary for you to constantly think about how you're going to make money from your show. Like you don't have to monetize your show. You it's, I mean, it's fun if you can, but you don't have to. Yeah. You don't, you you don't have to, to do that. It's sort of like, sometimes I like to think about it. Like, you know, when you tweet out stuff. You don't have to monetize every tweet. <laughs> you no. Know what I mean, it's like not. just because you want to, let's say you really enjoy Twitter. Imagine like just, you just really enjoy being on Twitter or maybe you just really enjoy being on Facebook or whatever it is that you're trying to play with, you know, whatever. And it's like, if you thought about like, oh, I can't tweet out because I have to have some sort of call to action. Why yeah. can't you just put a tweet out that just says like, oh my God, what a glorious morning. I'm so happy to having my coffee. I don't know, yeah. whatever. Even if that annoys people, that's how you want to use it. So that's how, what you do. No um, need. You don't need to have monetization and you might in a year. You do yeah. something for a year and then go like, hey, I can like, you know, the my little workshop that I want to do here. Oh, and us, <gasps> we have something coming up. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. So yeah, we can, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but you know, the little workshop that I have about the Apollo, the holidays, uh, coming up and preparing your podcast for podcast growth during the holidays. That's a little tiny thing that I'm putting in there after, you know, 22 episodes of something that just came up. Mm -hmm. It's not like I decided when we started to do this. No, not at all. Yeah. It was just like, Oh, Hey, that'll be really good. But 
off the cuff. So anyway. So um, these were hard to think of, things you could totally ignore if you wanted. But like the ones that came up off the top of my head was like how you format your show. And by that, I kind of mean like, do you have to have an interview show? No. Do you have to have bumpers? No. Do you have to have intro music? Not really. Do you have to have a voiceover guy? Absolutely not. <laughs> you can just turn on the mic and be like, this is episode six of Jessica's show. And today we're going to be talking about whatever and then just start talking. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the things where I feel like people get all caught up in like little details and you don't need to have anything to do with that. Um, I don't think you need to worry about how consistent your show is just as long as it's consistent. But we talked about that earlier. Yeah. Um, I don't think you need to worry about the number of downloads and actually uh, this show is sort of proof of that because we haven't really, I mean, I look because I'm curious, but like Elsie and I don't go any kind of extra mile to make sure we get X amount of downloads per week, per day, per episode, per month, anything like that. I mean, it's like a complete afterthought. Yeah, and that's um, exactly the way it is for the feed as well. I I do, you know, usually I just check stats whenever I go into Libsyn to yeah, do some editing, and then I go like, oh, interesting, oh, cool, that's nice. yeah, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> like it's nothing that's specific to where I would I um, really make that like a big thing, and I don't feel bad if something doesn't happen. I just sit, th- I don't go like, oh my god, I can't believe nobody loves us because yeah. somehow we get the communication from our listeners, and that's I think. That somehow makes it better. I'm sort of like, oh, good, it grew. Yeah, so good. Yay. (laughs) Wonderful. Oh, good, it grew. Um, And actually, last month it did not grow. We went down like 2,000 in uh, September. Yeah. But so did my other show, which is I thought was weird. My other show went down in September as well. Well, you know what? I think that was... Makes me wonder if something was happening in August. I think that there was something going on weird in lots of people's stats. So believe me, like there's something that I'm like, hmm, that's why I generally look at... And this is something else for you guys to think about too in terms of downloads. There are some times when you're like, oh my God, I had a thousand download day, which we did in, mm-hmm. not for us, for She Podcast, but we did have mm-hmm. that for the feed where it just like shot up and I was going like, what in the world is going on here? And I went and I did a little bit of work uh, and I saw that there was one podcast that was being downloaded like crazy, like mm-hmm. insane. That wasn't our latest episode. And I tried to follow up to see where those downloads were coming from. And I just immediately dismissed it for myself and said like, that's some kind of weirdness. That's not right in quotes. So Mm. yeah, there were a thousand downloads that day, but I would say that the reality is that there was some random person or something must have gone wonky because Mm. I traced it all back to one episode. So I don't know what was going on. I can't really say, but all I know is that that wasn't true. So I didn't get all excited about it. (laughs) So yeah, it happens. You don't need to. You don't need to. Yeah. Um, other things on this list of stuff to ignore. This is going to be maybe a hairy one, but if you use Libsyn, they give you a podcast website. So do you really need one? I don't think you do. Now, this is coming from someone who designs websites, and I'm always talking about. I mean, it depends on your show and your goals with it. If you're trying to sell something, if you're trying to drive traffic to your business as a result of your podcast. Yeah, you need a website. But if you're just like, like if I if I put up like a sh- um a show where I'm only talking about television or whatever, I'm not really planning on selling any of my services about a, being a TV commentator. I just want 
somewhere where people can download stuff and you don't really need a website. You can just have like a podcast page that Libsyn provides you. Um, and so, you know, you don't really need that. You just need some place where they can listen. I mean, is that a website? I guess that's technically a website. I'm just saying it doesn't need to be like all fancy and have an yeah. about page and a contact page. You can just have like a list of the shows and be done with it. Yep. I know that Rob's son, <laughs> who is like seven, or I think seven or six or something. They, yeah. He started a podcast for him. And all he did was he just, it's really interesting because, you know, Libsyn pushes out to Tumblr as well. And so mm-hmm. he just created a, a little Tumblr blog for his son. And it's very cute. cute. It's a little Tumblr page. And then That's he just perfect. goes into Libsyn and he just records and uploads and pushes out to Tumblr. And there's a home Ooh. and he got a URL. So he has the URL, lands on Tumblr. And there yeah. it is. And it's, you know, it, you could do something like that if you want to do an extra project for something that you're doing. And just like Jess said, if it's a business, of course, you know, you have a website. But yeah, you don't have to, especially if you want to experiment a little bit and you, yeah. and you don't want... Yeah, just try yeah. the medium and do it that way. There's been a lot of different times when people got popular that way. And then you can create, then you can just create your stuff. You can create a website after that. So especially if yeah. you're bookstrapping, book, bookstrapping, <laughs> boot. Yeah, I like to bookstrap. Bookstrap. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the other things I think our show doesn't do, but I do for my other show is, actually I don't even do it that much for lady business at all, but um, asking for ratings and reviews, you don't have to do that. I almost never do it. I definitely, we definitely don't do it for this show. No, I, I keep, mean, I keep forgetting, but, but you know, <laughs> but I understand uh, yeah, you don't but have why to. why remember? If you don't, right. I mean, if it's not a priority right. and it doesn't need to be a priority because, I mean, it's not even that, you know, Elsie and I don't have plans to do, you know, to make money from this show or do something with the show or have it be successful. Of course we want it to be successful. But does that mean I have to tell everyone who says they like the show to go rate and review it? No. Right. no right. I don't have to do that. Same with Lady Business Radio. I don't even remember the last time I asked somebody to rate and review it. I still, last week, um, again, I bump whenever I release an episode. But like today, I don't even think I'm in the top 100. Yeah. But like the other day, I was like in the top 30. Yeah. So I've never, it's not ratings and reviews. It's like she said earlier, it's content. And that's what matters to me. I like reviews. I mean, nobody's going to say no to one, but mm-hmm. I just don't think you need to push other people to review it. If it doesn't feel good to you, you definitely don't have to ask and trade with other podcasters for reviews. You know how we feel about that already. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you can ignore all the rules when it comes to ratings and reviews if you want to. Those yeah. are rules you can ignore. I do think so too. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then the last thing I have on the list, Elsie, for rules to ignore is what to do if you can't do a show. Okay. What does that mean? Well, I was thinking about maternity and moving. Like, okay, I have an OBGYN appointment right after you and I get off the phone. Okay. If I go there and they say, oh, your blood pressure is too high, you have to induce right now. This will be the last episode probably for a little while. Right. And, you know, and, and so do we have, you know, best practices will tell you batch in advance, have this many in advance, oh, that I many in advance. Right. Okay. Got it. But yeah. I'm just saying like what, you know, 
oh well ski yeah and same with and same with lady business like like i was talking about in the previous episode yeah what i've done to prepare for the holidays is the same thing coincidentally simply because i'm giving birth around the holidays what i've done to prepare for giving birth right and yes elsie and i have prepared for her moving but did we really have to do that no. no, you just put something up that says, this week Elsie's moving, be back next week, peace. That's right. Yep. You don't have to do anything nope. to, when you can't do it. What if you have the flu? Yep. Sometimes you just have the flu. So it goes out at noon instead of 6 a.m. So it goes out at, you know, Thursday instead of Wednesday. I think that's happened like twice for me. I mean, I, I know I said consistency is important and I agree with that. But that doesn't mean that if you can't do a show – your life is going to be over and you've missed the boat and you're a terrible podcaster. You can't. You can't. Dear God, I don't want to give birth today. <laughs> you are not going to give out. You are not going to. You just, you just psyched yourself. I was like, what? Well, you know what? Let me tell you but a really quick story. it's always possible for me. Because w- what happened with me is that I went um, with my first. She was breech. And we were going into um, to do a, a, a version, which is when they manually turn her around from the outside. And so we were going in to try to do that, right? So we go in there, and as soon as the um, doctor looks up my vajayjay, and he, you know, he actually sh- shone a light in there. He said that there was no light coming through. The fact that he could even see in I there know. is frightening. Right. But, so, but he shone a light, and there, there was no light coming through through my vagina. <laughs> well, wasn't supposed to come out your nostrils? Well, no, because... What did he the, want to happen? There's no. stuff in between. Well, there's supposed to be a kid coming out. They found oh. out that I have an undiagnosed placenta previa, which means that my oh, no. my placenta was covered in, covering up my pee-pee hole. Yeah, well, not my yeah, pee vagina. Yeah. So immediately I had to... Um, I got a, had a C-section within 30 minutes from there. That's scary. So it was so fast. Yeah. Really scary. But the high blood pressure thing is just like <clears throat> it's actually not that um, dangerous for the baby. It's because I could have a seizure if it gets too high. It's because I, I something could happen to me if it gets too high. And the only reason my blood pressure is high is because I'm pregnant. If something were to happen to me, obviously something's going to happen to him. So right, they want to get right. him out so that I'm safe. So they put medicine, you know. So it, it becomes a whole thing. And so my daughter was born five weeks early. They put me up, and now they don't do bed rest anymore. But I was on bed rest with both my other kids. It's just something that happens. It's not like I'm just come a big chubby girl. It's simply because my hormones just react badly to being pregnant. So mm. yeah. So because um, I don't have high blood pressure, I'm not pregnant. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is. If I can't do it, I can't do it. You can't and do I, it. Yeah. If you can't do it, you can't do it. That's, well, that's what that's what I'm saying. It's like, I remember when I had the baby, it was like, all of a sudden it was like, oh, well, she's gone. Yeah. <laughs> because because what, what happened to me was I went to the doctor at 35 weeks. They took my blood pressure. It was 180 over 120. And they were like, we're going to take you to the hospital now. Mm. I hadn't had my baby shower. I didn't have any oh furniture. I, I didn't take yep. any birthing classes. No Lamaze. No idea what I was doing. But off we go. Yeah. Because what can you do, right? If you're, in, because if you can't, you can't. So, and that, of course, I didn't have a podcast 17 years ago, but I guess what I'm saying is like, <laughs> you know, like people tell you to prepare and do this and do that, and, and things happen. If you can't, you can't. If you can't, so, you can't, yep. I think you can ignore the rules when it comes to that. And I've, I've tried very hard not to do that. And Elsie and I have both tried very hard, you know, especially with this uh, show as well. But, you know, if you get sick one day and you can't do your show, and if you're a one, you're a one woman band, 
You just got to give yourself a break. That's all. Yep. I, I believe in consist. I so here I am. I'm a hypocrite now because I said no. You're not under no circumstances can you be inconsistent. But at the same time, if you can't, you can't. Giggler. There's a little giggle. There's a little giggle. Elsie. I'm trying to keep her quiet, and she's like making okay. like the craziest noises that ever existed. That's okay because that's the end of my list. Yes. So okay. Do you good. Have any? Yeah. Uh, no, I actually really liked the way that. And bottom line is the fact that um, there is everything here is like I said before. Instead of thinking of it as a rule, it's like a principle. So you move things around depending upon right. what happens. And right. what's lovely about podcasting is that it ebbs and flows, and it moves, and the door's gonna shut, <laughs> and it moves, boom. Um, that it ebbs and flows, and it moves around according to you. Uh, I think what's so lovely about podcasting too is that. There is no one way to do it. And I know that that's for most things, but really it's a lot truer, I believe, for podcasting because it's more new so that you can call the shots. You can make the rules. So if you decide you want to do something one way, you establish that for yourself. You just have to follow through with it. And I would say like, just keep your audience in mind and just make sure that they somehow know, like, let's say you can't uh, do a show. You either put out even like a fight. I know. I remember like um, Mac OS Ken has done that. Ken Ray has done that in the past where, you know, he has a daily show. There are expectations for his daily show. And he has a, a premium like subscription only paid show on Saturdays, which is a little bit more in depth. And really what he does is for that free daily show, if he can't put something up, he'll just, he'll put like a 30 second thing going like, sorry guys, totally, you know, and he gives his excuse like for 30 seconds or whatever see you guys on Tuesday or I'm sick, see you guys on Thursday or whatever. And the only thing he really does um, is much more consistent and is the people who are paying him. So he makes sure that on Saturdays, he really does put that content out for them. But the Monday through Friday stuff is, you know, he's been consistent for years, but that's, it's really just like, Hey, sorry guys, that's it. Like no, no show today. See you again. Oh, well ski. Oh, well ski. Exactly. (laughs) So you, so, um, yeah. So anyway, I hope this episode was helpful. Absolutely. Um, and if you have questions about things you that rules that have been plaguing you or bothering you, things you need to know, opt ins, you don't, you know, whatever you hear or see um, that you want to, which I didn't cover actually, but I don't think those are necessary either, unless yeah. you want to grow a list, in which case, yes, you need one. Of course. So. <laughs> in case, yes. There's your answer. So. Um, so yeah, so please let us know feedback at She Podcast, also in the group, shepodcast.com forward slash group. And then also is it for it is forward slash forward slash group. And then also um on the page, which is Facebook.com forward slash she podcast, Twitter.com she podcasts, um and then Facebook.com she podcast slash she podcast. All that. All that. All that. So um before we go though. Elsie and I want to tell you about something super exciting that we're planning for the winterish time. <clears throat> Coming wanna... out of winter, almost spring. Not quite. It's when things are crappy for those of you who are in yeah. winter time in the northern hemisphere. <laughs> it's a perfect excuse to stay inside. Exactly. Really what we're giving you. Not going to lie. Um, yeah, because it's the worst weather of the year, at least for us. Yes. Maybe not for you. It's Cali like that girls. time when you're like, when is it going to be over? And yeah. then we come into play <laughs> with. Um, our first online event Yay! and what it's going to be designed to do is help you with your show. Um, we're going to have guests 
teach you specific aspects of things that they are super brilliant at. We're not going to say who yet because we don't. We're just um, planning it now, and it's going to be a surprise. But. Go ahead. You want to talk about it a little more? Yeah. And so just to let you know, we didn't actually say the date. This is going to be the second week of February. So Feb- yeah. you start to think about that like right Do you always around- call it that? February? February. Is that what I said? February. Yeah. February. It's my Feb- birthday month. Too. February. February. Is February. It? I can't say it. February. Whatever. But it's going to be right around. Now. That's a love month. It's time to start to spark your podcasting passion again because I think it's like... It's, you know, and and a lot of us need a lot of, we have so many questions that we want to kind of dive deep and get re-sparked with this stuff. I think it's going to be really great to deal with a lot of, of, of different voices of experts, of people who are in the trenches, which I think is something that is lacking. We hear from a lot of business optimization online people who do a lot of online business. And I think that that's a viable thing and they have a lot of expertise, but I think that there's something unique about um, those that are creating online media, new media content, uh, such as podcasting, that it's, it's a unique uh, thing. As you just heard us talk about that, there are many different things that you can or cannot do or that you choose not to do and it still works. So we're going to be talking about uh, two people who are very uh, industrious and experts in this industry by because they're doing it, not because yeah. they just started two weeks ago and they know how to optimize their show. Right. So, <laughs> so we're going to help you with most of the business aspects of your show, um, <clears throat> marketing, advertising, branding, monetization. But in, in addition... Um, give you some tips on how to organize your show so that you can still have a life so you're not buried underneath all the work, um, et cetera. Yep. Um, it's going to be a week-long event. It's going to be really fun. Yep. Very fun stuff. So um, stay tuned. We'll start to Stay tuned. We have no links for you to visit. No so links as of that. now, just an idea. And then from now on, you'll get little teasers every yeah. time – we put out a show. We'll give yeah. you a little bit more, a little bit more slow reveal for you. But yeah. do make a plan. It's going to be really fun. Online event for She Podcast, second week of February. So yeah. put it in your calendars. This is going to be off the hook. It won't be, be free, missed. but it will hopefully be affordable. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yay. Yay. So Elsie, thank you so much. Yes, I know. We had such a good time. Yay. Thank you so yeah. much. And um, look forward to hearing from you guys. Let us know what you think. Yes. Keep on podcasting. Keep on keep on podcasting. All right. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>